Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. I'm joined by the most cynical man in the world. His name is Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello, good sir. Shut up, Nathan. No one cares because you've got to tell us what this silly little show is all about. This silly little cynical show is the show where we get together and we talk about all kinds of things that I apparently don't like. Uh, all of a sudden uh, they would be uh, anything pop culture so movies tv shows games which we're actually doing today uh, a first game of the year definitely the first one we've done in has it been a year last uh, like a full calendar year since we did our last one don't get sidetracked during this bit because that's <laughs> terrible just finish this bit you just hate this you hate any deviation from this because you just <laughs> because you, you always get sidetracked and then forget the rest of it just keep <laughs> going oh sorry hang on the really important rest of it is coming up folks so everyone fucking put your seatbelts on and strap in if ready you forget it now <laughs> <laughs> well we don't always succeed but we always have a good time don't we nathan well, all right. right. Well, did everyone get ready for that one? That was for, a fucking yeah, jaw dropping element, wasn't it? But now it's out the way, and now we can talk rather than <laughs> uh, rather than having a fucking five minute long conversation and then going back to that one tiny little bit, which is just then out of context and doesn't mean anything. I would argue that we don't need that bit if we already move on past it. If we if we already started a conversation and you were terrified that we missed the bit where I say we don't always succeed, I'm not terrified. I just want you to finish wrapping that bit up before we talk. I wrapped it up. Can we talk? Do you want to do this podcast or what? <laughs> <laughs> You're a cross man, but you shouldn't be, Nathan, because you've been trying to get me to do this episode for some time. And I have been, uh, as you are going to criticise me on, rightly so, quite evasive and frustrating, I'd imagine. Very, very, very frustrating. I remember once I um, I, I said, oh, this Star Wars game is coming out, we should do it. And then you text me back and was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm not playing this fucking stupid game. And fuck you for suggesting it, you fucking stupid cunt. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, you sent me a picture of like your Sony confirmation email when you bought the <laughs> game. And then we're like, oh, Garrett told me it's pretty good. I bought it, lol. <laughs> Garrett is far more unbiased when it comes to Star. I would not go to you for an unbiased balance. The game wasn't even out. And I just said, maybe we should play it. 
I was hardly like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. But fair enough, fair enough, whatever. Um, and then three months later, here we are. I've played it now and... Well, I don't know. I don't want to get into my thoughts straight away. So, why did you want to? Why do you want to do this episode? I wanted to do this episode, Lawrence, because it's a game that came out, and we hadn't done video game episodes in quite a while uh, because you're terrible at playing them. Again, you proved you were terrible at playing them because it took you like fucking six months to finish this game, and here we are. We we finally did it. I did it three times. You've played it three times. I've played it three times now. Yeah. We are. We are. Two different extremes. I'm bad at playing video games, but you are, some would argue, too good at them. I'm not. I'm not, because I'm not good at video games at all. No, but I mean, not not as in, like, the, the how you play it or something, but I mean, like, the rate that you can get through a game and it's, like, story in hours is insane to me. I don't know how you do it. I'm not married, that's how. I mean, yeah, you don't share a TV, I guess. That's yeah. probably the main thing. Um, Yeah, all right, yeah, I was... I don't know. I don't know why it took me so long to like finish this. I did. I never finished Fallen Order. That was like the big. You thing. never finished Fallen Order. I didn't like it, man. Like, I, I there was elements of it I liked. Why? Because it wasn't. Oh, you hate puzzles because you you're a bit, you know. We'll get to that in this game. <laughs> Trust me. You're a bit. What's that? What's the face you're doing? <laughs> you. No, go on. Follow through on this. Where you, are you going to go with it? You you have a a bit of a, a let's say a simple taste when it comes to video games. You're a bit. No, I don't. You're you're a bit Call of Duty or nothing. I have a nostalgia for Call of Duty because it was a game I played a lot when I was younger. And today, and you love, and you play. Yeah, because it's Call a comfort Duty. game. It's just a nice, easy yeah. game to put on. And that's fair enough. I don't. My my idea of fun is not looking up a YouTube tutorial. Of being, I'm listening to some guy being like, "This is how you solve this puzzle and this fraction of this game." Well, I never had to do that. I would put money on that being a lie. I'll never be able to prove <laughs> it, can. but I know you're you... taking the piss. No, absolutely not. No. Mm. Swear on something that means something to you. Oh, what? Choose it. Choose the thing. This podcast and our loyal audience. I swear on another happy pod that I did not look up a YouTube tutorial. I like to figure them out myself. I can't believe he's did that while winking at me the entire time. He hates his audience. I didn't do that. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just, there was something about Fallen Order. It never gripped me. Why? I don't know why it didn't grip me, Nathan. It just didn't. I didn't find it that compelling. I found like the setup of the game really interesting. And then like very quickly, I just found it got boring. I'm not saying, look, I haven't finished it. The high chance I'm wrong. Many people seem to like it quite a You're lot. Very wrong. But being, <laughs> it's my opinion. I can't be wrong on my well, okay, enjoyment no, of a fair. thing. That's fair. But like, I feel like you have probably haven't given it a fair chance. Yeah, that's, that is probably fair. And I was almost guilty of doing that for this game, yeah, Jedi Survivor. I would not let you. No, you you simply refused. <laughs> One day, no, genuinely, we pushed this episode back and back, and I was like, "I'll get to it. I'll play it." Basically, being like, "I'll never play it," and Nathan yeah. won't catch up on it and then one day nathan had one of his admin days which we've spoken about before where he basically just arranged the entire year worth of like scheduled content and then in the little yes. kind of miscellaneous notes section we have on the spreadsheet next to the jedi survivor ele element it was you have a month and a half until this is due or something yep. like that and you still don't even play it until like three days before and yeah, then, that's enough time. And then even then, that was pushed back a week because, again, you still didn't play it. I, was, I had a busy fucking week. You had a busy month and a half, did you? No, but I left it to the end well, and then yes. I had a busy week. There you go. Okay. Um, would you like to hear my thoughts or would you like to tell me your thoughts? I would like to hear your thoughts because we know my thoughts. 
I mean, yeah, look, <laughs> as we frequently said in this podcast, Star Wars as a company could do a poo, release it on Disney Plus and Nathan would clap. No, don't don't make me sound like that. I wouldn't. No, not in a dumb way. It's just that you have a very passion. You have a good passion for Star Wars. Yeah, I like Star Wars. Sue me. No, <laughs> I'm not trying to sue you. <laughs> it's fine. You can like Star Wars. Um, all right. I am very conflicted on this game because there are elements. No. Oh, right. Sorry that this podcast isn't just going to be, I love it. I love it from start to finish. There's no fools. No, cow no. cow kettlefish is the best I protagonist in the it. universe. I knew it. I knew it. I had a fucking set a timer because <laughs> I knew that at some point you would say cow kettlefish. 12 minutes, 39 seconds. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I don't even know what kettlefish is. Is that a type of fish or is that like an American snack or something? Uh, you're probably getting it confused with cuttlefish. Yep. <laughs> or a cutlass, which is a pirate sword, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and not a fish. <laughs> Callum Cutlass. Yeah, all right. I'm conflicted on the game because uh, there are there's elements of there's elements of it that I really love. Like okay. genuinely, I'm like, this is fucking great stuff. And I was like, some tears were shed, but there are elements of it as well that I was like, just, I had the the fallen order feeling where I was just like, this is not, maybe this isn't for me. Like I can see that it's good and that people enjoy it, but like, maybe I'm not the intended audience for this. I don't know. Um, I have, right. I've, <laughs> I've never done this before. This is how conflicted I am on this game. I have wrote down my overall thoughts and then I have a list of pros and cons. <laughs> for, for how, like just uh, basically in the, in true balance of the force for every good thing, there is an equal bad thing. Okay. But I, let me list my overall thoughts so that okay. you can kind of get a sense. Uh, and then I'll stop talking and then you can do some talking. Super conflicted on the game. First half quite boring. Second half genuinely excellent. Okay. Fantastic combat. Great gameplay system with jarring technical problems that are way too frequent. Fair. Half the story, brackets, High Republic was very dull. Um, and I always felt like I was kept at arm's length from it, like I was being told a story, not able to play the story. And then next one, end of the end half of the story, Bode's betrayal, Seer's death. I was in my element because I felt connected to the story personally and I liked these characters and was more invested in what they had going on. Little side interjection from me, I don't know anything about High Republic. That's what I mean about maybe not being the intended audience for it. And the last thing, I think this is a better experience for expanded Star Wars fans. Casual fans like me are probably more invested in the back half of the game rather than the front half. And that was your overall? That's my overall. Okay, because <laughs> it mostly seemed negative. But okay. No, no, no. I, I want to stress, <laughs> genuinely, like from maybe like fucking like, you could almost cut it with a knife, like 50% of the game on the back end. Mm. genuinely loved it like could not put the controller down was having a great time stayed up until like three in the morning one day just because i like i didn't want to go to bed because i was enjoying playing it that much in my overall notes i said that to me the first half of the game was kind of a bit more i felt more excluded and i didn't enjoy it as much as i did the the set the second half of the game yeah um main reason for that kind of is like the first half with like high republic stuff in general i just feel firstly i'm not like the people that are listening to this know this anyway, but like you're more of a Star Wars fan than I am. I'm far more a casual Star Wars fan. Yes. And so like with High Republic stuff, like most of that is explored in like expanded material, like books that I haven't read, etc. I mean, yes, but none of this is. Uh, yeah, I, I do kind of get that. But like there's elements of the High Republic that like you would have to kind of have some knowledge of like 
High Republic stuff or interest in that topic. There's a reason I've never ventured further into reading more about High Republic is because I'm not that interested in it. I feel like the... Well, first of all, I feel like the only reason you haven't ventured into the High Republic, it's not because you're not interested in it. It's just because at the moment, the only form it takes is books. Well, yeah, but then I also played... I feel like it does speak to the fact that I played this game and it was my least favourite aspect of this game. Like, it's it's an interactive medium and I was never... I always felt at arm's length from that element of the story. But, like, the thing, the thing with the High Republic, like, the only thing you need... It's not like you're missing key information because yeah. really the only thing you need to know is that it's... It's like 250 years before the events of Revenge of the Sith. And, the, and like, the Jedi are, like, more well-regarded. It's like the golden era, basically. Yeah, that's for, like, what a Jedi should... And by the time Phantom Menace arrives, they're kind of, like, old hat and ancient. Yeah, and not not necessarily ancient, just more like like the lost their way a little bit. Really. Right, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't like I feel like there's this isn't just like me trashing on High Republic. Because yeah, you're absolutely right. High Republic is is great, by the way. It's it's yeah. genuinely is some of the best storytelling in Star Wars. I have all the books behind me. Um yeah. I, I really enjoy them quite a lot. Um and it is just it's 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 something a lot of people always say when will Star Wars explore something new and something different? High Republic. It's right there. It is yeah. something brand new, it's something different, lots of great characters to dive into. It's not Skywalker store, not the Skywalker saga. Yoda's there. Uh, Yaddle shows up at one point, but that's pretty much it. I don't get me wrong. I am like fully aware that there is like there's a thing in Star Wars where you're right. People are like, God, when can we just like the galaxy's so big and we keep hearing about this one fucking family, and yeah. then they're given something and they go like, no, I want to know more about the family. <laughs> the- <laughs> Where's Anakin? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like for it, like I don't know that there was an element of that. Like that's that's my whole trajectory with the Mandalorian. I was like, new stuff, thank God. Yeah, like I was getting real bored of the stuff that we got, and then by the end of season two, Din Djarin's like, thank you, stranger, and. and and the stranger pulls down his hood and is like, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. The point I'm making about being at arm's length from the High Republic stuff. Yeah. I found like so much of it was Cal, like he has the, for- the force echo sense thing, right? So yeah. a lot of it was like me going somewhere, me like traversing mountains and shit to get to a cave to listen to like an audio book to then leave that cave. Like it, it would be like, you know how in The Last of Us, if like Joel finds frequent like voice recorders. Yeah, a lot of the first, at least like the very early missions, apart from the Coruscant mission of Jedi Survivor, would be like if Joel went to the hospital but didn't really get to do anything there and just got to listen to a recording and then go home. Yeah, see, I get, I guess this is just where me and you are different when it comes to mm. video games because I fucking love this shit. Like I, <laughs> I love all world ge- building. No, genuinely, I do though. I do. The, the the lore in the world building is one of the reasons why I love Star Wars so much because it is such a yeah. rich world and I do love all the lore. Um, so like, find I'll take any new piece I can get. Like I'll explore all these caves and stuff. Um, and like you know, going back to like the Spider Man games, like I'm the person who will you know avoid the main story and I'll swing. Around. I'll find every backpack. I'll fi- I'll do the fucking the Mars Morales like. Uh, fucking missions where you gotta like hunt down yeah you know like the trophy hunt or whatever um yeah. the scavenger hunt for, for your dad's birthday and stuff i do all those missions just because i i it's fun little bits of story which i like so and i guess to you that just doesn't it's just not something you're interested in i guess it's just it's it's not so much that like i'm not interested in it but like 
there are like Spider Man. I was way more happy to do like a lot of Spider Man. I still haven't hundred percented either Spider Man game. The I was more happy to do those side missions because I I felt like the way I got around was fun. I enjoyed if I was swinging past the backpack and I saw the backpack, I would go, oh, me, I may as well get the backpack. You see, I will stop the game and I'll be like, right. <laughs> Okay, before I go any further, I'm going to make sure I collect all 50 backpacks now. <laughs> and then I'll move on to the, to the next so that, thing. That to me is insane. For me, I'm like passively enjoying the game. And then like a side thing happens, like a dynamic thing in Red Dead. Like yeah. I'm on my way somewhere and a guy's like, my leg is fucking injured. Yeah, I and know. Like, I it's, better help. It's a weird thing with me and just the way I play video games now. I don't know what it is, but at some point, just something in my brain switched where I'm like... <laughs> Before I do the story, I need to do every single side activity. Like when I play an Assassin's Creed game, and it's a fucking nightmare as well. I like before I get started on the story, I need to clear the map and clear as many viewpoints as I possibly can. I think the point I'm making, like with it being, I feel I feel like the reason I wasn't so keen on it was because like the first the first mission, like you play as Cal, who's like a bit downtrodden but very obsessed with fighting the Empire. Yeah, and then. His, like, friend or crewmate was killed by, like, the Empire. And it, it, it hits. It hits quite hard. And you go, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then and then the story becomes about, like, chasing a Jedi who, like, was alive 200 years ago. You learn he's still alive. Yeah. And you, you, you learn his stories through, like... Th- this is reductive, but I'm just saying it to make the point. Like, you learn his story, a lot of it, through flashbacks and things that you can't necessarily have a part in. Yeah. Um, and it feels very, like, this is what happened and you need to know this before you see him. Yeah. And then when the story as a whole, when the story when after like Bode's betrayal and stuff, the story became so much more personal and like Callum, Callum and Cal Callum. as a yeah, and Callum. <laughs> young man Callum. And as 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 a character, like the, Cal is a great character in this game. Yeah. But like when he, his most interesting elements are when he's like conflicted or like doesn't know quite how to handle something he's dealing with. See, to me though, we I get that from the beginning with Cal though. Yeah, you, I th- I think you get it from the beginning, but then it dips yeah. out. Okay. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying about the, the first half being a very I think different game to the back end, at least thematically and the way it feels. Well, yeah, thematically, yes, because you're not because the story has to change and grow. Yeah. Like. It's not going to be all betrayal in the first half of the game, is it? No. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I get we need to care about Bode first. Yeah, you need to build the re- build and develop the relationships, and that's why he works for me. And I get that, but I feel like there's a more personal way of doing that, because, like... I also feel... Sorry to interrupt, but I also yeah, feel yeah. like if you take the time as well... And this isn't, a, like... This is going to sound cunning, but I don't need to be all... I don't need to sound harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you do take the time to, like, invest in, like, you know, Kobo and, like, build in the town and, like, again, you know, new settlers into the, the cantina and stuff, then it does make it more rewarding when you, like, you help them out and you get those moments where you, like, feel like you're actually doing doing some stuff as Cal and making a difference on that planet and stuff. This is also going to sound cunty, and I don't mean it to, but, like, I just... I, I like, I never cared about doing it. Like, I just never cared about anyone on Kobo, really. I was just like... That's, fi- that's fine. It's weird yeah. to me because, like, <laughs> I, I will, I'll take a whole game of just, like, build your own Star Wars settlement and, like, here's a... Yeah. Build a cancer... Like, Animal Crush and Star Wars. I'll take that game. Like, there, there, I think... But that's... Right, to, to acknowledge it in this podcast, right, there is, like, neither one of these are the correct way. Like, this is just our way of playing I don't, games. I don't think there is a correct way to play no, games. No, there's not. Yeah, it's it's whatever works for you, really. Yeah. 
Boom. And this is like, th- this game is, and I'll say, and I, that's why I think Nathan loves Jedi Survivor so much, is because this game is very focused on like, explore the world, yeah. build stuff, and also here's some stuff that not all Star Wars fans know about. So you're like, you get to have that enjoyment to it. I get to explore caves, I get to find out more about everything, really. About yeah. the Force, about the High Republic era, about Cal's journey and what he's been doing over the last five years and stuff. So, mm. do you want to talk? We can do story stuff as well because we've yeah. kind of done our overall thoughts. Yeah. Um. But before we do that, do you want to just quickly talk about some gameplay? Like, yes, the way it works and stuff. Where, where are you at with like? How did this game? Not. I'm not necessarily talking about bugs because like that wasn't intended. No. And they did no. get better and they were fixed quite early on. The, yeah, there's still some issues. Like mm. I, I've been playing it again recently, and the frame rate is still an issue. sometimes, like yeah. there, it, at some point, if there's like quite a lot of enemies on screen it will kind of drop and lag a little bit which we shouldn't do but it fucked my the one of the reasons i flicked over to playing it in story mode difficulty because i yeah. perfect parried so many people and the game was like no you didn't and i was like i fucking did i felt i i know i did well maybe you didn't learn me no i fucking did didn't. <laughs> maybe you did it's not too people say like oh perfect parry like it's not hard to do and i know it I can did. be depending on your difficulty setting because yeah. there's a there's a certain your time frame gets lower and lower depending on your difficulty setting. That's true. So, yeah. I, I weren't playing it. I was playing like fucking Jedi Knight or something like. The, I'm pretty sure that's the middle option. I can still be quite difficult. I it's, did it, Nathan. I know I did it. Okay. <laughs> and the saying. game was like you didn't, and I was like I did. <laughs> maybe you didn't. <laughs> well, okay. It's funny that they all happened when no. the frame rates were dipping. Uh, I I know. I think I think in terms of gameplay, I think it's great. Um, I think it takes what works um about fallen order and builds on it um they already had the the bones of a good combat system in fallen order and i think they yeah, built they on did. it built on it quite well and stuff yeah sure there are times where the lightsaber can feel like a baseball bat i guess and it, and it should cut through someone immediately because oh i see, I see what you're yeah, getting at. yeah yeah but like but also and it and there are times it does you can like take a stormtrooper out in one hit but then there's times where you can where you're like fighting a i don't know a battle droid and it'll take a few hits like a b2 battle droid and it'll take a few to mm. to get them or whatever that's a sacrifice for like engaging though right if everything yes, went down in one hit exactly then... yeah so that's why i'm okay with it because it's a game and you know it's like your force doesn't work on a meter either as well yeah. it's not like yeah. it's not the more enemies you block the more your force bar fills up <laughs> that's not that's han solo voice that's not how the force works <laughs> i can just i'm picturing like fucking qui-gon is there and he's like obi-wan's like we should dash out of here and he's like i haven't charged yet <laughs> obi-wan you need to keep an eye on your force meter <laughs> press x to jump <laughs> yeah no I, you're right about the combat like this mm. the game it it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But they still yeah. fixed it in a degree. Like yeah, they yeah. still improved upon it. Um, they did, and I, I think it works well. We get some new stances um, this mm. time around. So last in Fallen Order, we only had the two stances. You had the single and double blade bladed stance. You were supposed there was supposed to be a third stance introduced towards the end of the game with the dual wielding saber. Um, but they didn't have time to implement it. No, oh, they made up for it more so. There's like six stances in this, isn't there, or more? At uh, five. Five. Oh, five, okay. Yeah, five. <laughs> I, so. I, I now have made it sound less impressive. It's still <laughs> quite cool. <laughs> it is quite cool, yeah. So you have, the, obviously, the single and dual-wielded blade. You then have the... Um, uh, sorry, single blade and double blade. Then you then have the dual wield blade in each hand. You then have a blaster combination, and then you have the cross guard, which is kind of like a big heavy weapon sort of stuff what 
What were your two of choice? So I go back and forth. I, mm. I kind of I'd switch it up depending on what I was doing. Like if I was doing a boss fight, more often than not, I'd switch up to a cross guard stance. Cross okay. guards was very good for boss fights, I found. Um, more so when I'm just running about and exploring, I'd kind of stick on just between single and double bladed. Um, I I think in terms of actual just fighting, I probably more did the double bladed style more okay, than anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, enjoy the double blade quite a bit. It's a it's a great fighting style. I love the way Cal just swings there. You can take out a lot of enemies. Like if you get surrounded by just like b1 battle droids it's so much fun to just yeah. like, take out a double blade and just execute them all so quickly yeah. <laughs> that that's great that was my thought behind it i i played a lot of the time on a uh the single and double setup yeah um i like the way the single looks i like fighting people with a single when i can handle it and it's yeah. like it just looks nice and clean and like Star Wars. And then with the double, you're absolutely right. Like crowd control. I was just like, get out of my fucking yeah. way, man. Like, <laughs> it's, it's you know, I've got good. two of these bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is very good for crowd control. I don't like the fact that you can only change stances when you're at like either a rest point or where you yeah. or where you like um, customize your weapons and stuff. I feel, I feel like it doesn't, story-wise, don't make much sense. I don't know why you can't just change it on the fly. Like... I feel like you should be able to just like I've just keep pressing left and right and be able to switch between them all the time. Yeah. The fact that you only be able to have two loaded, it just I don't know, it seems limiting. It does. I, I'm I have that opinion of like a lot of games. If I can do it in the game, give it to me in the pause menu. Yeah, is my is my feeling. There's there's a game dev listening to this screaming because that's not how it works or something. Like there's a, there's definitely a reason. Oh, yeah, too many games is. are yeah, yeah too many games choose that inconvenient option for no for a seemingly no apparent reason see i don't mind it for stuff like you know when you want to customize your weapons customize your lightsaber it can only be done in like a workbench i don't mind that because mm. that's fine because then that's that stops you from customizing it literally every two seconds and you and you have to actually look for your your resources and it's like the last of us thing like you can't just fully upgrade your weapons in one go it like it means something when you come across a weapons bench oh you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that you need to work towards um one thing i really like i think this game does well the one of the best decisions they made in this game is bringing um the there's a, a separatist um ship on the planet Kobo. So because of that, you get to use the B1 battle droids and the B2 battle droids. And mm. you get a lot of stuff from like the prequel era stuff and just the comedy of having the B1 battle droids. It's, it's so much fun towards the beginning of the game. There's a segment where you just like, uh, you crash on Kobo and you got to make your way to like Grease's saloon and stuff. Um, and there's just a moment I'm going to play it for you now. I'll have to upload this video to the drive so you can play it on the thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I'll just play it for you now because it won't appear on the recording. You don't need to see it, just hearing it's good, but just imagine Cal climbing up a cliff and then there's a droid at the top of the cliff and he's just hanging off the edge. Take a look at that view. Is that a giant crater? Wow. I got it so easy. Guard the cliff, crush the locals, look at the scenery. Nobody's getting past me, not without a blaster hole in him. I wonder if I'll get promoted for doing such a good job. Then I'll get the other droids to guard the cliff. Oh, but then I won't see the scenery. Hmm, now that's a dilemma. <laughs> dilemma solved. And then Carl says dilemma solved. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. It's great. It's just great fun.
It went on and on. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny. Um, they obviously they kept on the. I'm not sure the the actor's name, but the guy who voiced the droids throughout like Clone Wars and stuff. They got him back, and he, he does such a good job. It's just so funny. Yeah, those stupid voices. <laughs> I like uh, that clip probably showed it anyway. But like the there were fun elements of just like it's a nice bit of like respite in a game. To like, because stormtroopers a lot of the time are just like American guys going, "Whoa, hey, ah, ah." Most of the time, it's the same voice. There's like one specific guy who does like all the stormtrooper voices. That's that's at one point I was thinking like, do they just have a room of guys with this vibe? (laughs) Yeah, guys with this American corporate vibe. And a lot of times it's just, "Uh, you see the T seventeen (laughs) speeder. Yeah, yeah. No, you say anything about the game, it's performed very well by everyone involved. Like Mm. it's it is a it is a world where everyone feels distinct and has a thing. Yeah, like a vibe. Um, yeah, great mix of characters. Um, the thing that I was like keen to get your take on, yeah, um, were like, the, and uh, this, the, I don't know if this comes down to preference or not, but like, I, I, this was the only thing I had a look about and saw that some people feel the same way and other people think I'm wrong. Okay. Um, which was like, I, I, I found, and I, I can go on a whole spiel about this, but I'll try and keep it somewhat limited. Like a, a lot of the the level design, yeah, in this game as a whole. It's very, like, confusingly laid out. Like, there would often okay. be times where I was following a main quest line. Yeah. And the game would hit... There was a hill. There was a very obvious hill. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go up this hill. That is obviously where the game wants me to go, to continue this quest line. Yeah. So up the hill I went. And I, I tried not to... I, find, I, the map, I hate the map in this. I, I, hate, I hated it in Jedi in Fallen Order as well. Like, I just... I, so I'd rarely look oh, at the, the map. Oh, the map's been improved since Fallen Order. It has been improved, but I still, I just hate not I like having the map. it. I bring up the map all the time. I'm like, my dumb ass is like always bringing up the map. I'm like, where am I? Where do I go next? <laughs> See, maybe I should, I, but I hate, I hate looking at this map and reading it. I find it an See, eyesore. I like it because I like, I like the fact that you have to bring it up rather than, and you have to be stationary when you bring it up rather than just having mm. a fucking compass in the corner of your screen all the time. So you're looking at the compass and not actually what's going on in your screen. I liked the fact that you have to take a moment to look at the map, figure out where yeah. you're going, and go there. See, for me, that just, I just, I don't know whether that's like, again, you take the time to do all the side stuff and I'm impatient. Um, you are impatient. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's definitely an element of that. But I, I also think, irrespective, there have been games where like I pause the map and I, and I, and I like to take a moment to scan my surroundings and stuff. Yeah. This isn't one of them. Like, I, the map for me in this is just heinously fucked like i hate it why what, what do you hate about it because it because it never it it's it, it's a chore to look at it's it's one of them things where it just it can't it gives you like a you're here yeah but the end location never feels clear and you and the path the path that you can take it never feels laid out it feels like here's a block and a square and this is the general vibe you need to head towards this is the direction you should go towards but i'm like if there's a wall there then what what the fuck am I doing? But I feel like again and again, not to be cunning, but like <laughs> the more you explore, the more your map is filled in and yeah, stuff, and like, the more and the clearer it becomes as well. What what happens for those players that are unlike me and want to play the story and then explore with the full height of their abilities? You can do that. You, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Like there is, because the, apparently the map is easier to read on questline. It missions. is. It is easier to read, but you can still read it. I can read the map with not much cleared out. Mm. 
I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> okay. I don't. But right, that, that, the map is a mini point I'm making. The, okay. the more, the the height of the point that I'm making is kind of this like a lot. Like I said, so I'm I'm doing a quest line. I see a hill, the very yeah. obvious hill in the in the map. So I go up the hill. I go. Yeah. And then for ten minutes, I'm following a quest that is not what I want to be doing. What do you mean? Do you have like a specific example of this? Uh, not so much, but I'll try and explain it as clear as I can. Because okay. for me, it was throughout the game I had okay. this problem. Like I would go off up the hill. And up the hill would lead me up a cave, a big tall cave. Yeah. Like a tower type cave situation. Yeah. And up, up I went and I'd get to the top of it and it, and then the game would be like, here's a hairdo or something. Yeah. And I would go, but there's nowhere else I can go. I can only go back down. Yeah. So I go, have I gone the wrong way? It took me like 10 minutes in the wrong way. Then I would go down. I'd zip down back to the, where the location with the obvious hill was. Yeah. So I, th- I, I, I think I, I know exactly. And I would see a tiny flap that I need to go into yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I think I know exactly the exact portion you're talking about and the specific area that you've gone mm. through. Um, and yeah, I can I can see that. Again, it just doesn't really bother me though because I You're don't happy mind to explore. Yeah, like I, I'm just having fun. I'm just like doing, <laughs> yeah. just going like explore because I'm gonna get there anyway. Like I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm running about. I'm exploring the place anyway. So I think it is. It's a game which does it like you know for better or worse. If you like it or don't, it, it's a game which does encourage you to explore and it does encourage. Mm. It wants you to it incentivizes you to to look around and explore and, and find all this stuff and that sort of thing so yeah. if, so if you do deviate from your main quest that's not necessarily a bad thing from the game's perspective you you want just a very linear path like just a very you want to get from point a to point b of the mission and finish yeah. it and do that that's not really what this game is though that's and i, and I completely agree with you and you're right like i'm mm. not the game isn't wrong for having that approach yeah but then but I feel like... But also, you're not wrong for wanting that approach. Yeah, but there's a... Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but there is, there is a point that, like, I feel like you can have your cake and eat it too with both of those approaches. Both two popular approaches. Like, both of our... Like, there's a pretty even populace of, <laughs> that play games like you and me. Yeah. And I feel like if you were to just give them... Let's come back to the map. If you were to just give them a slightly clearer fucking map <laughs> of where to go and not just, here's a space, there's something in it. I feel like, like it's clear. I feel like it's clear. I feel like the I map hate is, the fucking map, Nathan. I feel like the map is clear. It, it gives you like a green indicator if you can go through it, a red indicator if you can't. Like, there's there's a note clear. I made and I remember making specifically at 2am. All of my notes are quite detailed, by the way. Like I had I had thoughts about it. Okay. And then this one map, this this one note that I made at like 2 in the morning, which was, my God, the mini map. What a useless fucking tool. <laughs> And that's I like not, it. It's not useless. It's not. It's it's very useful. I like it. It's got me out of some tough situations. Yeah. Um. There are uh, the. I don't like puzzly games anyway. Yeah. See, I love a puzzle. I I, I love a, a game puzzle because I like I like this feeling of reward once you figure it out once you put the thing in the right place once you've mm. done whatever you need to do. It's a good sense of like I'm a clever boy. This is why I like. I still do Wordle. To this day, I do my <laughs> I do my daily wordle. I don't post the scores on Twitter anymore, but I do my daily wordle. I like fun little brain teases. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's just fun for me. So, like a little puzzle like this, I'm all for it. it and this this was my biggest like it's not my gripe, but like I was scared about this game yeah. mainly because the reason I turned off Fallen Order, I remember, was I spent about an hour doing a puzzle to get into a room and when the room opened it gave me a skin for bd1 
and I and I and I and I gen- I remember the moment I went fuck this fucking game. I'm not See, fucking playing. This. So this is the difference between you and me because like a fucking skin for BD one, and I'd be like, oh sick, a skin for BD one. <laughs> I won't have him in it. I like his colours. <laughs> to be fair, I I was like that for most of the game as well. I was like I I'm fully customising my lightsaber. I'm fully customizing changing cal's look and my blast there bd1 was bd1 though like yeah yeah leave him alone he's he my buddy good. like this is yeah. how he looks like, I, I do appreciate the game made cal slightly older so i wasn't attached to his look in fallen order yeah, um, yeah and i was fair. like he can have a beard now i don't care like, <laughs> yeah yeah um, what what but, did you did you go to go with a specific hairstyle and look for cal so i didn't discover many as you would have might have yeah, guessed. I can imagine yeah we can buy uh, some at the shop yeah oh i, I <laughs> Didn't even discover I the didn't shop, know there was a sh- Okay, great. There's like several shops, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I'm not shying away from it, right? <laughs> I shotgunned this game as quickly as possible and only really spent time on the stuff I enjoyed. Um, but so, no, yeah, my, my look was, um, my, my go-to look was either the the hair you start with or the buzzed, I, like the, I liked his buzzed look. So aggressively heterosexual. <laughs> no, but I also I gave him I liked his little um his his stubble look and I also liked his full beard. Um, so I was the full beard and there the windswept hair, which was, I remember you sent me a picture once yeah. where he'd just got out of water yeah. and he he like it looked like and I this is before I'd even bought the game, so I was like, Oh, I didn't realise you could change his hair colour to black. You can't. You can't, but it looked yeah. black in the photo you sent me, you have to admit. Yeah. It was also it was also like Probably a filler on the picture as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. but then the the photo I sent back was that of Pierce Brosnan in Die Another Day when he's a prisoner in the first twenty minutes of the movie, and you were yeah. like, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> it did look like him, to be fair. But yeah. no, Cal with the windswept hair—that's his best look. Uh, it's a great look. He looks very handsome with the long hair and the beard. Beautiful boy. Fair enough. Beautiful boy with his goth GF. Yeah, I, there's a cool goth GF to be yeah. fair. He loves like his Mary. gothic GF. <laughs> um, what was the, what was the last thing I wanted to say about the fucking the the world stuff? Um, I don't like retreading old ground. Oh, this is not the game for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know because the amount of, I went somewhere, and yeah. then it was only like I went somewhere, and then it was like I I went up a tower, and it was like here's the force push ability, and I was like great, or like a slightly more experienced force push ability or something. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And then because you know, do like, start oh. off this game with all the abilities you had at the end of Fallen Order, which is quite yeah. good. And I, you do it doesn't and do I, that like sequel thing of like, oh, you lost all your powers and all your, <laughs> yeah. all your you know, like in a Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and like you spend all of Assassin's Creed oh. two just grinding and getting all your armor and everything, and then it's oh no, the villa got attacked and everything's yeah. gone. You lost everything. Well, bye. <laughs> And it's like Ezio, now you need now you need to climb now you need to get a fucking glove so you can jump higher when you climb walls. <laughs> How does that make fucking sense? The thing that got me with um, with with Brotherhood is like it's like the game is the entire vibe of the game is like Ezio's now a master assassin, <laughs> only that he's ten times worse than when you last played him ten years ago. <laughs> he lost all his skills and equipment. <laughs> And it's the equipment that makes him a good assassin, nothing else. <laughs> um, but no, right, I so I, I'm not going to read my verbatim notes because they're very angry. Um, go on, but like, no, go on. No, Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, all right, fine. But remember, this is a different Lawrence that hasn't reflected on these notes. Okay. <laughs> um, 
The level design is beyond fucking irritating. Interesting <laughs> levels and traversal opportunities, sure, but the actual layout is beyond fucked and I hate it. Frequently go down a path for five minutes only for it to lead to an optional boss or collectible I couldn't give a fuck about. What makes it worse is the game then turns you right back around and you're exactly where you started, only ten times more fucked off. This is bad because I personally don't enjoy it. <laughs> you're basically, yeah. yeah. There, there is an element of that. Um, and that's what I'm trying to get across now. Like, it's not wrong. It's just maybe not it's what not I you. wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is fair. Yeah. And the puzzles I was speaking about, like, I I like a little puzzle. I like a, I have to move a thing to get to, get to a shelf where the lever for the door is. Baby's first puzzle. Y- yes. <laughs> sue me but i want to play a game without being frustrated in my leisure time i don't want to be fucked off looking for something that's fair that's fair (laughs) but like in this there was one specific door um and i think i i I can't remember i took a picture of it or not but it's just after the game has told you you can swim for the first time towards the end of the game you're i think you're heading oh i don't know what you're doing in it but you've you've swum through a tunnel thing and there is a big tall door Oh yeah, so I I know yeah. It's when it's on the there's a, a temple on Jeddah, and it's when the the big drill droids. That's, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's a yeah. Okay. Um, and then the big door it takes you to outside of it, right? This is what I'm saying. Puzzles I like are when puzzles feel fair, and I could look at something for a minute, not get it, and then look at it another minute later and see it in a, from a new light and go, of course. Yeah. Because then that feels fair to me, and it feels yeah. like I could have always got it. The big door after you come out of that little swim. Yeah. Which you then have to you have to pull a lever, force something in its way, but then take the force thing out, let the door close again, and when oh, the I door closes. Yeah. Fucking yeah. obnoxious and I hated it. Like <laughs> I quite liked that one. But like ha- like I'm not I'm not ashamed. The only time I did it, but I'm not ashamed to say I just fucking googled someone doing it and I f- copied them. There's no shame in that. Yeah, but like I just don't know how someone would look at that and go like uh, like you figure it out and go that was fun. I get the sense of accomplishment, but like yeah. it wasn't fun figuring that out for me. I know it's fun for me. It's <laughs> I, I can't explain why. Fair but enough. It is. I just I like I like it's something I need to figure out and solve. And then once I have solved it, I'm like, yay! I'm clever. Brain, please release dopamine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, did you did you like the? Um, this might be a longer episode, by the way. Everyone, oh, it might be. Yeah, I don't know. About you, I really, really prefer how the game runs, moves in terms of how Cal gets around, yeah. in terms of like the world and how you, you have to discover locations and all of that. I much preferred that inside of facilities and like inside ships or bases. I think the reason for that is because when you're inside of ships and facilities, the path is much more linear and controlled. Yeah, and absolutely. like, like there's a like a there'll be like a free running segment or whatever that which is clearly like laid out mm. and stuff. Like when you like when you go to the shattered moon, like above Kobo, and mm. like you go to that the base on the moon, there's a whole segment where you're just like like running about, zipping from platform to platform and running along the walls and stuff. And it's all it's great. I think all all the like free running stuff is improved upon the first one as well. It all works very well and stuff. And again, there's new ways to do it. It's built upon. It's all, it's all. Oh, great. right. You, you can now like push a balloon in the sky. Or yeah, something, you can yeah. like put a balloon there, and you can like zip up and move quickly and I... stuff. And and you get like a little thing from Meryn to like zip through like force fields and stuff. Oh, and she it's... gave me that, and I was like, thank you, Meryn. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm so sick of seeing a door I can't look at. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to stress as well. Like, I'm not a big fan of the, ex- the exploring the whole world and stuff. But the the options that you get to explore the world are beyond fun. Yeah. Like letting getting Cal to be like when you look at like a mountain and then see something like a mile away and you go, I can feasibly do that. It's yeah. such a good feeling. And you can. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. great. It's good. Um. But yeah, I just think like inside, I've got a note that's like. You're right. The route is easier because of like to decipher because there's hallways and not just kind of like an open world mountainside. And I'm like, is that fucking hill over there something I've got to go to and find something on? Uh, but then if you commit to going over there, unless you die, you're there. Um, so like, there's less of that. Um, I do like like there's electricity that is more f- like freely implemented. Like there'll be like a grate that you can't climb across, and you have to find a way around that grate because you're not going to find an electricity grate on a mountainside or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like electrocuted ceiling traversal. There's, I loved all of those kind of gameplay mechanics. I just, I don't know. I found it more interesting than the outside stuff. Cause outside is a lot of, you can run on the wall or you can use a bird to fly you somewhere. You can zip about. Yeah. The zipping about Do you, I, I, what I'm saying is, I guess that, that when we were, when we were inside, it felt more the game I was wanting to play. Okay. Yeah. Which again, not a bad thing, but you're absolutely right. More linear. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. My vibe. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, I've, anything else about the gameplay? I've moaned for too long about the the world and stuff. Um, was you customizing your like lightsaber at all? What's your lightsaber build looking like? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't know how to describe it. Like, it's still very cow's lightsaber. I feel like the customization is there. Um, I, I I prefer. I, I I'm not when I get to customize like stuff like Star Wars stuff. I yeah. don't like I'm not giving him like a purple hilt and stuff or whatever cuz like no one has that and it's it feels very un-jedi-ish. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I had I mostly kind of like a gray thing. My my blade color of choice was a green. I like a green. Mine was green. I was green all the way through. Yeah. yeah. So I I changed like I I shifted to blue at one point and I was like this feels too Star Wars. Like I've I've played bog standard. Yeah. Star Wars games before. Also, I, was, I meant to say this earlier with the lightsaber. First, like, obviously Fallen Order as well, but, like, first Star Wars gameplay system where you can't just cut through stormtroopers like fucking vegetables. Yeah. Like, you, you actually, if you if you you encounter, like, six of them, you could go down, potentially. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Not me. No, not me either, because I was on story mode. <laughs> <laughs> and they went down like fucking butter, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, go on. Um, lightsaber stuff. How was your setup? So my lightsaber, I was, you see, customized it like BD1 would never change, okay? Yeah. Lightsaber, every time I came across a bench, I'm switching <laughs> up my design, okay? I was, <laughs> I couldn't stick to anything. It was like, oh, there's too many choices and they all look yeah. good. Like, I'm too, I'm <laughs> paralyzed by choice. <laughs> like, so, but what I always kind of kept coming back to was my emitter, was uh, kind of like a like an Obi Wan Luke style emitter. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of like the like the slanted hilt. Not not necessarily slanted hilt, but like it it goes in and comes out a little bit at the end. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Kind of like Luke's and Obi Wan's does. And then I'd I'd like go for more often than not. I'd go for like a wooden material for my actual hilt. Um, which you I love enjoyed. a wooden customizable <laughs> object. I do. I don't know. Why. Have we told the story on here before about your wooden skinned PS4? I think we probably would probably on our PS4 episode. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So if, if we if you don't know what we're talking about, please don't go listen to that episode. No, don't don't. Basically, I just put a skin on my PS4 to make it look like it was made of wood. 
Um, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and I had that on there literally for like the entire run of the concert, which was from like birth to death, pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I loved it. It was great. It was my little wooden PS4. <laughs> but no, I did. I liked the the wooden look of the um, of the lightsaber hill, and also reminded me of my boy Gungi, who you wouldn't know, but there's a Clone Wars episode where a bunch of Padawans go to Ilum uh, with Ahsoka to like build their lightsabers. Mm. Um, that's the episode David Tennant is in as Huyang, um, and and Gungi is a is a Wookie Padawan. And his lightsaber hill is designed from wood. So it reminds me of him. Aww. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, that does sound cute, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was like it was wood and it would have um, like gold inlays and stuff. And yeah. then, um, and then yeah, a green blade. And my, my blaster was always because I had, I bought the, the uh, deluxe edition, which basically means that I got two like outfits and and lightsaber and blaster customizations as well and the blaster was han solo's blaster so my blaster oh, nice. was just always han solo's blaster basically that's pretty cool to be yeah fair, yeah it is one of the most iconic prop designs in all of cinema yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah it looks good yeah yeah that's fair yeah. um last thing i'll say about the gameplay um and this is not um, so much a complaint more just like i wish i wish there was less of it if that makes sense but like it didn't less affect the, the gameplay game. No, 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 yeah, in general, yeah. I wish the game was shorter, and I wish maybe I spent more money on it. Who knows? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm wondering if you felt the same way. There's a lot of times where, like, you're with characters, more so in the first half, you're with mm. a character who will travel with you, typically Merrin and Bose. Bode. And, uh, Bode, sorry, yeah. Um, thinking about the headphones. Um, <laughs> and and you'll, you'll, you'll be with them. They'll help you with some gameplay elements. Yeah. And then you'll be like... I need to get over to that ship. And then yeah. Bode or Merrin will be like, I'll see you over there. And then just fucking dip off. And I'm like, yeah, we were chatting, man. I was enjoying. <laughs> Stay with me. We're going to the same place. Yeah. It, it I know, you, I know bit, you've got yeah. a jetpack and you can teleport, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it. I guess anything that stuck out to me, I guess. Well, like I said, it was more in the first half. And I think that was that, that was the part of the game where I was just craving a bit more emotional connection to it. Yeah. So like, whenever they left, and Cal was just like, "How you doing, BD?" and he was like, "Beep boop." I was like, "I'm not getting much out of this." <laughs> Come on though, don't you disparage BD? No, no. I've got a note later on about BD uh, okay. that I didn't realize I cared as much as I did <laughs> okay. until something happened, and I was like, "No." Yeah. Um. All right. Should, should we should we talk about the the story? Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Very good stuff. Um. I like the way it opens up. So we open up on Coruscant. Mm. Um. Five years after Fallen Order. The first of all, it opens up with the most, the biggest fucking dick tease of a shot ever. Like the the opening menu to the game is your slap bang looking at what was the Jedi Temple on Coruscant it is now the Imperial Palace, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then you see a spit, and then you press play, you play the game, and you see a fucking Imperial transport. Like, oh shit, are we going to the palace? Hard yep. left turn. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll look at it as we fly past. Keep keep in mind that like <laughs> like even buying this game I was half persuaded like not to. Yeah. Like so I came into this game like not like you know how I do when I'm like reluctant. Yeah. 
and I so like and then I saw that and I was like, okay, yeah, you're in. Cor-. Firstly, I was like, Coruscant, cool. Jedi yeah. Temple, I was like, oh, yeah. And then yeah, that left turn happened. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> such a big tease. Looking um, at my phone, which still has a notification of like seventy pounds successfully paid. To- <laughs> and then I'm just like, ah. um, but but I do like. Um, Cal's, at this point it seems like Cal's been captured or something we don't quite know what's going on but I do like the the first time he sees the palace the, the temple was become the palace mm. um, and just his reaction to that he kind of doesn't notice it at first and then he just like catches a glimpse and he's like oh shit I used to be my home like it's where I lived as a little boy yeah and now and 10 it's... years later shit here we are yeah yeah it's good um but yeah like um i like where where it picks up with cal like say it's it's five years after fallen order i immediately get the sense that he's in a much darker place like Mm. it's not been a good five years for him it's not been happy memories given the fact that you know we we have like like the first boss fight we have is uh i think it's the ape sister from the first game Mm. um one of the inquisitors um she's back um and Cal just fucking decapitates her. Like, straight up just decapitates her. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. That, this is, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the whole vibe of like the first mission mm. is like, it, it's, it's a strange one because you're, you're doing, you're fighting the good fight, right? Like, yeah. you're fighting the Empire. You're working for Saul Guerrero. Well, you're fighting the good fight. You're working for Saul Guerrero. I don't know if that's the good fight. It's a fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not on. All right, my point is, you're not on the fascist side of it. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, what? what Saul does some ca- pretty questionable shit. Saul Guerrero <laughs> will blow up a school if it means people will fight the empire. Okay. Like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's still like you're still going at them. And I like, don't think Cal would do that. But um, no. But he's in the crew. Yeah. Um. And let's be honest. He's probably the most valuable member of the crew. Oh, easily, yeah. Um, I like the crew, though. I feel like it's it does a good job of introducing you to, like, a good set of mates within a short sp- space of time, mm. I feel like. And yeah. then one of them dies, and you're like, oh! Oh, shit, yeah. And it, and it does sting when one it of does. them dies. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you get a sense of, like, yeah, Carl's angry. This is going to piss him off. Yeah. Are you, and that, that's the thing. It does a good job of, like, it's not the... <laughs> I don't care that the character's dead. I couldn't tell you their name. Gaps. But... Of course you could. <laughs> Did you discover that in a loot crate or something? You fucking no. In the dialogue of the game, Lawrence. I listened, Lawrence. I was listening. I just don't remember it. <laughs> I played um, it three times, to be fair. So. Yeah, um, but like it's it. The, the impact is more how what it's going to do to Cal straight away, yeah. and like it, it, there is like a lot of the time. I feel like when there's storylines of like since Anakin's Anakin's whole deal was falling to the dark side right for like that's like one of the pivotal arcs of his story so like yeah whenever there's a Jedi in a story or like just a force user that like has this moment of like falling to the dark side it has this this kind of it always sets off alarm bells for me and I'm like this is either going to be really repetitive and boring Mm. or really cool and in this one, like it sows the seed straight away. He's like, he's on the right side. He's trying to do the right thing, but he's so beaten down with fighting a thing that seemingly is never affected by anything he does. I lo- I really enjoy the way this game. It throughout the entire thing, the whole thing is Cal 
struggling with the dark side and mm. he he is he fully embraces it at one point um and th- th- i think that's something the game does really well i don't necessarily get the idea that cal will fully fall to the dark side but it does a good job of like walking that balance and mm. and, and like towing the line and seeing just how far cal can be pushed and be manipulated along the way as well yeah and um, i think it's, there's some it, stuff that happens some story beats which are are really clever which 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 play out with that sort of stuff it does the whole like the you're right you never think they're going to become evil but you forget in star wars you don't start as evil you start thinking you're right yeah yeah, and then you become so desperate and you lose so much because of the choices you're blind to making yeah that you become you fall into the life of evil yeah and it's not it's not so much the actions you do it's more so the perception of you that other people have changes and like i think they nail that really well um and i there's there's an element of relatability there to like i thought it would be a bit more explored i was a little bit underwhelmed at how little it was explored and i get they had to make room for secondary secretly main antagonist but Mm. like dagon's whole thing was a man that became obsessed with a goal yeah and i saw that in cow and I feel like Dagon's dark side turn was a little bit more sloppy in how they dealt with it. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was, but I feel like there's also quite a bit we didn't see, really. Because, mm. yeah. uh, and even more you didn't see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm like, it's sloppy and there's like some fucking, there's like thousands of hours of gameplay yeah. about this storyline. Whole unexplored backstory, <laughs> which you just didn't play for. yeah um no but i i feel like it's we we only really get like dagon's story in snippets and stuff yeah and 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 you can kind of see what he just became like obsessed with like tanalor and and the idea of like a haven for the jedi i do agree that some of dagon's stuff isn't necessarily as well explored as it could have been like i do think some probably some more time to it should have been devoted because like i was saying to you the other day like when i got to like the the uh, i think it's the third fight with dagon and you kill him and i was like this seems suspiciously soon like this yeah. it seems like it just feels like i've beat the final boss of the game and like this yeah. and i don't think i'm at the end yet like this doesn't and seem then suddenly right. the vibes are wrong <laughs> yeah the vibes are way off right now <laughs> yeah how so- you doing bode i'm good <laughs> yeah, we'll stop talking that. to me right now <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I just I feel like some of the stuff with Dagon. I I like the character of Dagon a lot. I like um, the story that he goes through. But I do feel like it probably could have been explored. Uh, maybe just more time could have been devoted to it, or or no, I'm not quite sure what the solution is. But yeah, there's definitely some stuff missing. I feel like. I, I think the very nature, of, and I hate that fucking like weird YouTube cretins have 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 changed the meaning of this. Mm. Um, but I think the very nature of him being such a bait and switch villain is part of the reason you can't you i mean there'll be expanded stuff sure but like in this game and how this game functions you can't do better than it really i don't think he's a bait and switch villain because he's a villain yeah and he is and he is a villain that you you need to overcome and that you do overcome it's more so there's just more that you don't know there's there there is i just felt like it as a plot thread i get he died yeah and like Obviously, it's dropped to an element when he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like his his Jedi friend, like Santari Kree. Yeah, like just never hearing from her again. The whole the whole plot felt very like 
It's bowed stuff now, by the way. Oh, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that because I feel like we do get some Santari Kree stuff, and like it's because of her that Cal's able to get to Tanimal and stuff because she had yeah, an alternative way to get there and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I yeah I, I I see what you're saying. It does make sense. Yeah, again, not like not much like the High Republic stuff. It is more just like snippets and supplements to to mm. the main story, really. Um, I liked that yeah. he was able to project his arm with the Force. I liked that too. That was very cool. I I really liked that fight with that that last fight with Dagon. I love the moment where like they go onto the fucking ceiling of that room there and yeah, fu- cool. upside down fight. That was fucking cool, man. And then he's got the force arm as well, which <laughs> looks weird, but it's cool. I I, I didn't I like, like his um I didn't like his protective vibe. Like the, every time he came close to him, he would like threw his lightsaber and it helicoptered oh, yeah. around him. And I was like, fuck off with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Um No, I, I I mean you can say that for and I'm sure we will, a lot of the set pieces in this. Yeah. Massive step up from the first game. Yeah, massively. But, and also just some of those games, like, and, th- and this is, can you see now what I'm saying about how conflicted I am on this? Yeah. Like, some of these set, like the fucking the Merin teleporting sequence on Jeddah. So much fucking fun. Like I when you, yeah, when you're like zipping around the fucking Triton drill and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So much fun. I, One of the I best put, sequences in the game, really. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I put my controller down afterwards, and I and I genuinely was like, like after that set, after that set piece, and I just went like. That's why I play games to just have fucking fun moments like that. Yeah, it's and I was so like, fun. it was yeah. on, it was on our. We have the same TV. It was on our big TV. <laughs> yeah, the sound was feeling crisp and nice, and yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, this is great. This is jet. And then I went for a swim and then had that door puzzle, and I was like, oh fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, just those things. The um, well, we'll, we'll get to some of the other um. We'll get to some of the other like set pieces as we as we get to them in plot stuff. Yeah, it's not really a set piece. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host morris a story piece but once you there's a moment where you like uh well there's a story sequence where you like uh, go fr- to the the Trade Federation ship to mm. to rescue Z the uh, the High Republic droid, um, and once once you're done with that, there's a moment where you have to leave it through an escape pod, um, and that's mm. a scene I really like. You might not know this actually because if you didn't finish the 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 first game, um, but 
there's a sequence in the first game, the Order 66 sequence, where Cal has to escape the ship in an, in an escape pod, and he does so with his master dying in his arms, and he mm. obviously has fucking huge PTSD because of that. And there's just a moment where Cal's in that escape pod, and he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is fucking tricky. <laughs> like, PTSD. And he just yeah. has to sit with it and deal with it for a moment while he just crash lands again, which yeah. was really cool, really interesting to see. So I, I, I did know about that. Like The mm. way I've experienced Jedi Fallen Order is hours and hours upon hours of frustration Okay. realizing i really enjoyed the story but it was not worth the angry i got from the playing the game you can just so play I, on story mode yeah i know but then like <laughs> the, even playing this in story mode there were elements where like like i said i went up the hill for five hours okay. and then it gave me a fucking hairdo and i was like oh, i'm gonna shoot myself okay. <laughs> so like right like again not a comment on the game more so like it's not the game built for me mm. but i still enjoyed the story and i found the story of fallen order very very compelling Mm. um i there's something about the characters in this i think are so fun yeah like there's they're a great team yeah they are yeah um i like merin i like i like how like grease has this vibe with everyone we're like if you're not cal or seer he's like i don't like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think you're a weird person <laughs> well he's scared of merin yeah because she's a nice sister she's a witch so he's he's scared of her and i like that merin just teases him and just plays up on that and yeah like, uh, and there's even a moment where she she does it with bode as well she's like says i'll need some of your blood or whatever <laughs> just to do like a ritual <laughs> um, it's great like i i the, whoever is the performer for merin um really good voice yeah really good great for and also like maybe it's just because it's an accent you don't necessarily hear in star wars a lot it's really nice it's very warm um and like what i like is that the character is not like the character is the central love interest for cal but is not very like she's wearing leather jackets and she's like got like shorter hair and she's very like you're dumb i'm better yeah. at this stuff than you are she's the goth gf who's mean to him yeah loves her and it yeah and it's and it's absolutely cool yeah and, I, and i'm like maybe i love you too Marin. <laughs> who knows you got a little crush on Marin? maybe i do yeah i'm telling your wife no <laughs> uh um, no yeah it's true i i love grease grease is is such a fun character he's lost an arm this time around he's got a little yes. rubber arm yeah um it's a lot of fun i love it when he says greasy baby <laughs> greasy does it baby <laughs> that's great or grab some seat is another fun one grab um, some i like grab some seat that yeah. was when i was like we're landing i, <laughs> I will grab some seat um, yeah grease is a lot of fun um bode oh well, hang bode. On. before before we do bode okay are we are you gonna are you talking bode character or bode betrayal well both okay before just before that yeah um I I found like I don't know what it was and it again it, it speaks more to like the hidden path and like some expanded stuff and like some oh, plot yeah. elements that I'm like not oh, too yeah. like I like overall I'm just like yeah whatever I'm not so fussed like whenever it gets to the more broader worldier stuff of Star Wars You didn't like the hidden path? No I like I find I find the concept of it fine. But so I don't need to I... look at those books for like half an hour. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> when the when the game like revealed it was part of the hidden path, I was like, "Oh shit!" That's yeah, sick. I know you were Nathan, but that again, that's very much a comment on like you're way more passionate about <laughs> Star Wars than me. Like, enough, yeah. I like the hidden path; it's cool. Yeah, and like it's a great, interesting concept, and I think it also is an interesting like. I just like the way it connects to Obi Wan. 
Yeah, and... but also it's a natural expansion of the first game. It's like, here's a safer way to find people. Yeah. And like, here's a safer way to find refuge for those people that we care about. Yeah, that's true. That, that is not a way that could be exploited by the Empire so much. Yeah. Um, so I like that natural expansion of it. But like, in terms of like gameplay and like walking around, like I, there were two there were two versions of it in this game. Okay. There were the cool crew, which was Bode and Merrin before yeah. uh, Bode turned nasty, <laughs> a bit nasty, <laughs> a little bit nasty. Yeah. yeah. And then there were then I've put <laughs> Seer and um, Seer and Cordova are just the button down nerds. They're like they speak to me and they're like this will this will do great things. And I'm like ah oh, sh- shut up I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean See, like. Yeah. I know they're supposed to be more boring, plot-wise. Like, I know they're supposed to be more serious people. Yeah, yeah serious is the word I would use. Or yeah, not use... boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, see, like, this is, again, this is probably a, a difference we have when playing. Like, me, <laughs> I don't know, this sounds so fucking ridiculous, but when I'm playing a game, literally, like, you know you can go into, like, the saloon and you can talk to people and stuff. Yeah. Um, what I'll do is I'll go to literally every single person I can talk to and I'll press the R3 to interact, and I'll keep doing that until they do the thing, like, let's talk later, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, I have no more dialogue options for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that for every... It'll take me... Sometimes it'll take me an hour. I'll fucking do it. You're insane. And, like, when we get to, like, Jeddah, and we and we meet up with uh, Seer and, and Cordova, I'll, I'll do it with them. I'll get every dialogue is, is option. Is Seer or Cordova ever like, let me finish my work now, Cal? <laughs> Uh, what was Seer like? Well, so, sometimes they could be like really blunt and be like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we'll catch up later. You're there at the beginning of the game, like having completed it. And you're like, Cordova, you're going to want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Cordova, when um, when we had the reveal of Cordova, I was like, did he die? But yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was just that the game never really told you what happened to Cordova. The first game, it was just kind of like, Sia was like, oh, I once had this master and he went missing around the time of the Clone Wars. But like in my head, I was like, he died. What's going on? But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't no, it's just there. it's just ambiguously vague. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I like that he showed up. And I like that like Sia and Cal's relationship is like strained at first because mm. of like the way the Mantis crew split up and stuff. Um they like they there's obviously still something there, but they have to build up that connection again almost. Yeah. Like also now having known e- more about each other's trauma and like Yeah. It feel it every interaction with them up to a point feels like a very awkward first date where you know them too well. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. And like the vibe is off, but it's still got that initial charm, which is very endearing. Um Yeah. And I also I like that like there's elements of Cal that's just like I shouldn't feel attachment. And then he kisses her and he's like, They're all dead, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bode Akuna. Charles Smith himself. Yeah. I felt like I he, he helped me up on that bridge and immediately I was like, fucking Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's he's he's a he's a character in Red Dead 2 with a very distinct yes. voice. Yeah. Uh, he gets to flex it a bit more here, I think, than in Red Dead Two. He does, yeah, yeah, he does. He's um, he's a good character. I like him. Mm. I really like the 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 relationship they built. Um, you you do get like a really good sense of the relationship, um, which just makes what happens so much fucking worse. As <laughs> soon as those vibes were off after like the after you you defeat Dagon, yeah, and then he's like Im- immediately. Yeah, and and you find out later it's because he went and picked up his fucking lightsaber. Yeah. But like 
it, it, when Cal's like, well, that was what we needed to do, so off we go, I suppose. And he's like, I'm going to hang around here for a second. And you're, you're yeah, like, was, why I, would you that, want that? That was the point for me. I was like, what's going on, Bird? <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Yeah, but it's like, it's Dagon is still fucking warm. Yeah. And and, and immediately Bode is like, I'm a bit weird now. Yeah. Mate. And yeah. then you get to Jeddah and everyone's celebrating. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Tanalore. It's going to be great. We're all going to live happily ever after. It's going to be great. And Bode is just like... Uh. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's wrong bird he's like oh, you know me too well scrapper uh. yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's, doing, he's doing that thing where like yeah everyone is celebrating they're around the fire pit while like yeah. like fucking I guess Cordover is like doing some stuff whatever um, and like yeah, they're all like celebrating what Tannelord's going to be used for and he's like do you think we should maybe use it for something else yeah <laughs> something more cool and more in line with what I want <laughs> yeah um but Uh, yeah so Uh, yes so the betrayal happens and i feel like when it does happen i was like i was waiting for it at that point because it was that whole sequence is great because it's it's just build up after build up the whole there's like this great celebration and like cal and and Marin kiss and like finally say like yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna be together we'll be on time it'll be great and all this sort of stuff but just all the way throughout it, there's just this sense of anxiety and dread that's just yeah. building in the background because you just know this is too soon for everything to be wrapping up and yeah. and something's going on with Bode. I don't know what it is, but something shifty is happening. Like when you like kiss Marin and then the sun comes up implying they fucked and um, then it's like, go check on Cordova's progress in the thing. Like, oh, now i got to go back into the library. Okay. So yeah. it's going down. I know it's something's going down. Yeah. And then you go there, you speak to Cordova or whatever, and then Bode pulls out the gun. Whenever I see a like a, a quest point marker that's yeah. like you should go talk to Cordova again. I'm like, why should I? <laughs> We've just spoken. What what is what's this for? <laughs> yeah. like, if it's not motivated from like a previous mission where like Cal gets a fucking memory stick or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, I get to and like I get back to Jeddah, and it's like, go give that to Cordova. So I'm like, I know why I'm going to speak to him. Yeah. If if the game has one over me and it's like, you should go and speak to this person. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> don't yeah. know what you're doing. Um. I, um I, right. Yeah. So I, yeah. Bode kills Cordova. Yep. Poor BD, his former yeah. master, immediately just goes to him and Carl just like has to grab him and stop him before he gets blown up. Yeah, or whatever. It's a great reveal. I what I love the most about it mm. is that for for like quite a long, considerable amount of time after mm. the betrayal, you still don't know why. No, you don't. Yeah, like as far as you're concerned, Bode is not a force user. You don't know that yet. Yeah, Bode has just killed like a guy on your side and then dipped. Yeah, and you're like, what? You're in the same vein as Cal because you're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so good. And it, I was so distracted by it, I didn't even realize that until I got to the fight with Bode after the whole sequence, I didn't even realize for the entire time that I didn't have BD1 with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was so distracted by everything going on that I didn't... Oh, my little boy's not on my back. What's going on? Yeah. There, there are times where he's not on your back and you're like... Like when you, you have to sneak into like an Imperial headquarters or something or the ISB headquarters. Yeah. Um, and you're like walking around in the uniform and BD's not on you. And I'm like, I can see way too much of Cal's back. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Where's my yeah. little boy? Yeah. Where's that thing that moves around? Um, 
but yeah so you, you chase down bode very mm. exciting speeder chase great chase yeah um i quite so. like that i love friendly steering in games oh i see i don't know this is where i go back and forth on it because it is a little bit on rails it's a little bit yeah. like you're not really controlling it you're like moving it from side to side a little bit but you're not really controlling the speeder but that's i and i get that but that's because like the that's not what's important no it's not you're right and i feel like probably if you did control the speeder that would just slow the sequence down Really? And, and also, like, you don't want to get the chance to keep replaying it. You're supposed to feel yeah, thrown out. Like, you're supposed to feel, like, out of the loop. If you get to the point where you're... If you've played it eight times because you keep dying and you get to you get to start hearing the same dialogue options again, it lessens the impact of what Bode is saying, I think. Yeah. Genuinely, like, from Bode's betrayal to, like, the ending of Seer fighting Darth Vader... Yeah. Like probably one of the most fun hours of gaming i've had in a while it was great for me the moment like when you you get onto the the cliff top with bode and then there's and then you the dialogue it's like what's going on why'd you do this or whatever then they have the struggle and then just that the fucking mm. force push back and just the look of like what the fuck <laughs> from cal when that happens and for me i was like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Nathan mind checks was... his encyclopedia and he's like, hang on, I know every single Jedi that's alive at this point in time. What's this? <laughs> My mind was my genuinely I was fucking so it was it was a good twist and I was fucking yeah. really taken aback. Um and then when he pulled off the lightsaber when he pulled out the lightsaber at first I didn't clock that it was Daggins. I was like He's got a red light. Is he safe? Is he inquisitive? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't clock that it was Daggins at first. Um, but yeah, just great, great. And I like that that's a fight you have to lose as well. So yeah. It makes sense that you don't have BD because you can't use your stims. You can't use anything. You have to lose that fight. Mm. And and it does. Like, it comes up with the fucking death screen. Yeah. And then you have to, like, respawn as Seer. Yeah, which is, which is wild. Yeah, it's so it's so well designed. It's really good. It, at that moment where like you get kind of pushed off the thing, and Cow is very like, well, yeah, he's he's practically on death's door. Yeah, um, and you just see Bode's ship fly overhead. I and I remember because I haven't. Oh, genuinely... questions about that? How did Bode's ship get to Jeddah? Yeah, it's conveniently just parked in it. How does it? How does it get there? I don't know, Nathan, but it's there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> This is a, uh, a Luke's X-Wing on Bespin situation. But yeah, you see it fly overhead and I genuinely, like, and it's, so, it's been a while since a game has made me do this, but like it, it flew overhead and I watched it disappear over the mountains mm. and I, I couldn't work out whether I was split torn between like, I, I part of me was like, he's getting away, the motherfucker. I'm obviously not going to be able to catch this. Yeah. Knowing full well, like the game's not going to let me. I can't get up yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but then, like, there was a part of me that was like, I'm just itching to get up and go after him. And there's yeah. another part of me that's like, more game. I get to do more game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's <laughs> it, it's a great thing. But when you respawn as Seer, that was the moment I was just like, oh. <laughs> that was a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, like, you're really in, you're in like, a sandbox place on Jeddah. Like, you can't go too far. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is weird. What's this about? And then I saw all the stormtroopers coming at me, and I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you all of you get ready to die. Yeah. Yeah. And you do. And it's it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, you get to take out fucking AT-ATs, you get to take out Stormtroopers, all of them just coming and destroying the base. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Vader fight. For me, the hardest fight of the game was Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mo- the most... I, this was the one where I had to lower the difficulty to, to defeat Vader. Oh, really? I had, to, I had to take the L. Like, after a few times, <laughs> after a few respawns, I was like, I, I need to... I need to... Look, I can't. He's too strong. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. I'm um you forget I think you also forget how tall Vader is. Like, he's a big boy. Massive. Yeah. And when he was like those moments where he was like pushing down on me with his lightsaber. Yeah. And like towering over me, I was like, You're pretty fucking scary, dude. I t- tell you what though, Sia handles herself well. Like fuck it comes down to it. Because yeah. it's not just a Vader fucking handles it. Sia handles her shit. Uh, it's, it, it's 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 a, a good one. like it's a, it's obviously sad and it's an untimely conclusion <clears> but like it as 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 far as Sia's mm. um arc goes yeah it's good Vader's uh, like, having a bad year though this is the same year yeah. as Obi Wan Kenobi so like <laughs> he's taking hells <laughs> yeah he's man is getting fucked up <laughs> by Jedi <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so he's he's um uh, I I. I paused the game from laughter. Yeah. When and I know you'll have known this as well. Um, there's a moment where you can perfect parry Darth Vader. Yeah. And his reaction, he goes, What? <laughs> he does the Darth Vader. What? He does. Yeah. And what? I just Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. I paused the game and I just burst into laughter. <laughs> like it was so funny to me. It's great. Yeah. What? It's a good fight, and uh, I like the vo- the Vader voice actor as well. Good voice. Good Vader I don't know voice. Who it is? I don't know who it is, but it's not AI. <laughs> no. So. There's like they've got like two guys in rotation, haven't they? That they dust off for Darth Vader. Yeah. I don't one know. is <laughs> one is James Earl Jones from ten years ago through a computer. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is the game one. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good uh, though. It's good. I they they should look into just finding someone as a permanent stay for Vader. Yeah, they really. should. Yeah. It's it would be so easy to do. Yeah. It's it's really not like such a unimitatable voice, like yeah. like a unique voice that no one else can do it. It's And also there's there's you, look is not relevant. Yeah. You yeah, don't you have can... to look a thing like Anakin no, Skywalker. It's or literally just a voice. That's all you need. Anyone yeah. can be in the suit. And for those me. for those bits where like Vader's helmet gets like snapped in half just fucking call up Hayden Christensen, <laughs> give him yeah. give him a couple million, and tell him to be there. Yeah. Um, and he'll 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 be doing that. He loves all of that stuff. Um, the assault on the archive, and just like th- there's an element of just like th- right the whole the whole vibe of the first game and like the whole ending of the first game when Cal makes the choice to destroy the thing, the the holocron thing. Yeah. Like, right choice. Yeah. yeah. But still, absolutely a fucking like thorn in Sia's plan and she's like we're gonna have to find a different way to do all of this stuff now I get why you did it yeah but like my god like it's gonna be such a harder work now yeah Um, and then like there's something about like Seer running around killing stormtroopers and like you're in the you're in the body of Seer mm-hmm. and you're in the character of Seer and she's just watching like her plan B getting burnt to the ground yeah and she's like fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah it's pretty uh, rough it is it is um and just like her <clears throat> going around and like you y- using like force you f- one of the like the simplest mechanics in the game is force pushing a big sphere 
yeah. to like open doors, and then you get to use it to fucking crash into a fucking big. Were they the ATATs? ATATs, yeah. Yeah, you get to use it. Then they just or like, people who are wrong will call them atats. Atats, yeah, that's never sounded good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just get to use that to like dismantle them, and that's very fun. Just a real fun hour of playing a game. Really good. Mm. And I feel like from there, the game is just like if you go like just story from there on out, it's just a great fucking. It's it's just thrilling from there on out. Really, it's the yeah. whole like chasing down bows, the fucking uh, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for the. Um, Break in? What's, what's the word for like break in? Like infiltration? Infiltration, that's it, yeah. yeah. Infiltration, the um, ISB base, that sort of thing. I, or... the, the gambit is given up so quickly. It's so funny. Of like, you're getting in and first things first, Cal's like, better stay quiet. <laughs> and then you're like, massacre some, a room of stormtroopers. <laughs> and then yeah. Cal's like, better put this, put like fucking Denver's <laughs> outfit on or something. Yeah. Um, and then you do. And then, like, you, you, you sneak in through a couple of rooms. And then, like, yeah. you walk into another room and you're, like, going to have to kill all these stormtroopers now. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is good, though. There's a good, like, confrontation between Bode and Cal at that mm. point where you, you, like, meet his daughter. You meet Bode's daughter and you find out, like, what's been going on, why he's he's doing this and stuff. And, like, yeah, his reasons, like, they make sense. You can see why he's doing this it's not necessarily the right decision but you can see yeah. why he feel like this is the option he has really um yeah it's interesting and then there's just the like chasing him down and then the moments where you embrace the dark side how did you feel like when you saw that come up like embrace the dark side so like it's one of them things because like the game doesn't let you move on until you've done it yeah so but like you don't want to do it yeah and it's story crucial when you're like i don't want to do this but then like yeah. In true, the game is very clever in how it implements that feature because yeah. you don't want to do it, and then you, as soon as you let go and you do it, it's so good. It's so fun, it's and you're like, like oh, I oh, do this, this all the time. Addicting. Does this mean anything thematically? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could it be now that I'm having a much easier time killing these people? Um, and that is perhaps a comment on this. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought like there's about Bode and the confrontation in the room and stuff mm. like there's there's a very interesting element which is his daughter in the room yeah and how everything they say outright at first is very child friendly yeah um and i just i really fucking like that and i like that like at the end of the day Bode is still trying to be like understand dude like and another version of cal that wasn't down this path that he's heading down yeah maybe could have come through it i feel like after called over it's hard but like yeah he would have been more willing to hear him out but because cow is down the path he's down it's not gonna happen but there's like a line where like uh, carter says something to bode and is like do you know this guy and he's like we're friends we had a falling out but i'm I was, sure i was it's just gonna, gonna say fine. i was just gonna say because I, I really like it the exact line he says is like he says this is my best friend yeah we had a falling out but we'll fix it yeah and like, yeah. and you get this like, uh, it's not just for his daughter's ears. It's no, like, it's a plea that. to Cal. Yeah. It's like yeah. a plea, like you don't understand yet. Let me tell you why, and please try and look me in the eye and take me seriously after. Once you've done the story, what you one of the things you can do is if you like, like explore the, some of the same places you have done before, you'll get like you know you get like false echoes and stuff to sense. You'll get new ones in like certain places, and you'll get okay. to hear like what Bode was thinking during like a lot of the stuff. And oh, you, interesting. You get like a lot of insight, like, like 
because obviously you know like at that point that he was he was manipulating you and shit and you just get like a lot of insight into what was he, what he was thinking and how he was struggling with mm. a lot of it and didn't necessarily want to go down this route but felt like he had no choice yeah um yeah it's really interesting all that stuff one yeah. one thing that I wanted to get your clarification on, and you're, you're the Star Wars world guy. You're the lore guy that knows a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, so, mm. and I, I don't know if I read this or heard this. I don't think it was said in the game. The the guy, the officer, Denver is his name. Yeah. Yeah. The ISB guy. He knows Bode from prior to Empire stuff, right? Uh, I don't think so. Or maybe. I, I don't know if I got the... I think I heard that he was like, because Bode was a Jedi that was in the intelligence agency. Yeah, so Bode, Bode says that towards the end of the war, they the council assigned like a few Jedi to special intelligence missions. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I, I think I heard that Denver was someone that worked with Bode there. And you then. Bet Denver would, in yeah, he would have probably been a Republic officer or something yeah. at that point. And then when he picked up the vibe of Bode still. Yeah, being out there and in play, he was like, "I'll use, I'll manipulate you to manipulate someone else." Yeah, probably. Or, or whilst still being the dumbest fucking guy in the room. Yeah, <laughs> and being manipulated by everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that that moment where he pulls a gun on Cow and Cow just fucking like swipes left like it's fucking Tinder. so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the gun just goes flying, and, and then, he's like, no, "But oh. not only that," and then just pulls out his gun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like other Jedi, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the real good things though about like the Bode betrayal because like when you when you look at all the stuff that happens throughout the game and like mm. it starts off it, it all of it seems innocent and genuine at first but then you look at it through this new lens and you're like oh yeah shit like Bode is the one who gives Cal the blaster mm. giving him like and that's not a Jedi thing to do Jedi don't use blasters he even says it at that point. He's yeah. like pushing him further and further away from the goat. He's talking to him about Merrin, encouraging him to hold on to that attachment and like yeah. fucking embrace that stuff. And he, at one point, he seems really fucking adamant that he should be with Merrin and that sort of stuff. And he's just manipulating him the entire time. Yeah, it's pushing. It, like you say, it's pushing him further away mm. uh, from the code, mm. which is the main reason he wants to get to Tanalor to use it to uphold the code in yeah. a, in, in a, some sort of capacity. Um, yeah, just a great villain, um, a really mm. interesting character, mm. um, and like a connection a in Star Wars. Sorry, a Dilf, a d- an absolute Dilf. It a must new, be said. A new Dilf for the Star Wars roster. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there's a few in there. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just the this is the moment I was I was talking about. I didn't know I cared. I, something that fucking killed me mm-hmm. was throughout the game. Um, Bode was very affectionate to BD1. Yeah. And like there were elements where like BD1 would come in and he's like, ah, oh, you're still with this guy, are you? Like, and it's just like talking more to BD1 than Cal in some yeah. sequences. Um, and it was it was very wholesome. And then when Bode is just like fucking fist fighting, punching, beating Cal. Yeah. And like BD jumps on it, like not wanting, he can't do anything, but he just yeah. gets on him as like, it, it feels like a personal plea of like, please stop. Like, don't kill another one of my guys. <laughs> Not yeah. today. Um, and then fucking Bo just smacks him. Like, just backhands BD out of the space. Yeah. And I Awful. was like, yeah, I just, I like, but again, it's like, 
There's the that, writing that, technique. That moment is fucking brutal, though, because the way mm. Bode is just slamming his fist into Cal just over and over, so much that the screen goes dark. Yeah. And then he, like, and he tells you, again, embrace the dark side. And again, it's a moment of, like, fuck, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, but I need to. And, yeah, you do. You do. And there's, It's, like, yeah. one of the most interesting things in Star Wars is, like, when you give these two people that have such passionate feelings about each other, yeah, put them in an argument, give them a weapon that is highly coveted and very, like, very good and efficient at dealing out death. But don't use it. And then, and then, and then they forego to, to just fucking punch each other in the face and stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like the fucking um, the franchise that won't be named, but let's do it anyway. Harry Potter mm. in the fucking the, the most interesting part of that final battle between fucking Harry and mm. and Voldemort is when Voldemort just starts fucking slapping him. Yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's just something that's like I care I care more about inflicting damage onto you and feeling it's because that it's reward. real. It's because yeah. you've got a weapon which is so fucking powerful and can just instantly kill you, but you want to do it the slow way because you want to make them feel the pain. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. you want it to connect. You want that connection, mm. which is why it's it's much more impactful. Really. It is, and and it and it stings more. And then like, mm. it hurt even more when mm. Cal was basically just had him at gunpoint and was like yield, yeah, basically. And then like, he tricked him to a degree again. Mm. And like, there's there. I think I can't. I think I'm. I hope I'm not misremembering this. There's a moment where like he Carter runs to him, and like the daughter he's so intent on saving, he like force pushes her back and he like does, breaks yeah. a bridge with her still on it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Marin has to save her at one point. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, dude, like, <clears throat> yeah. fuck, man, like, it's so that's, that's fuck how on. you know, like, he's lost at that yeah. point. There's, there's no coming back for him, mm. really. Uh, it, like just... in that in that room, like, there are two people trying to kill his dad, and she's still more scared of her dad. Yeah, than and, anyone else. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it says a lot, and then like just just the. I, I don't know what it is. Something about a blaster in Star Wars. That sound effects, that that design right from the initial fucking movie. Mm. Um, it just fucking cuts through silence. Like, it's ear-piercing. And when, when Cal just puts Bo down... Yeah. I was just like... Oof. You don't feel victorious. You just you go... You don't, ah, no. It's, yeah. it's like The Last of Us, really. Yeah. Like, when you have the fight with fucking Abby at the end, I'm like, no one wins that fight. Like, yeah. You're not there at the end, like, yeah, yeah, I won. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're just like, everything hurts and it sucks, man. Yeah, I'm so depressed every <laughs> time I play the end of that game. Um, and, it's, and it's the same here. Like, the end of... I fucking love the end of this game so much because, like, the way it ends, Bode is dead and you have, like, the funeral for Bode called over and see her. Uh, on Tandalor, and there's just this. I love sequence. that he's burned at the same pyre they are as well, Bode. Yeah, yeah, I like that too because he's like, he, he was still Cal's friend. Really. And there's a there's still a level of respect even after death. Yeah, like and Carter's there. It'd be weird to like let's just throw him off a cliff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, when she put like little Moo Moo or whatever his name is on her, that yeah, on him, I was like, was, oh no, that was very sad. It's like burning the childhood. That she Literally, could have had. symbolically, just burning her childhood. Oh. Yeah, and and they even talk about that, like Cal and Marin, like they want they'll protect Carter and let her hold on to her childhood in a way that they couldn't. But then mm. she literally burns it herself because. It's already yeah. She's, she's watching point. her dad go up in smoke. Like, yeah. <laughs> pretty fun. Um, 
No, but I, I do love that whole fucking end. It's just basically like a fucking 10 minute cutscene or whatever. Um, but, but it's great just the way that Cal just. T- everything around him is just. He's not focusing on anything and he's just staring at like. See his body as, as they all burn and stuff. Mm. And he just has this fucking reflection of everything that's happened and where he is now in his own struggle with the dark side. And, and the fact that, like, it's not resolved. Like, yeah, the Cal's struggle is not resolved by the end of this game. And I know that because when you play the game, once the credits have rolled, you can still embrace the dark side. Yeah, yeah. That power has not gone. <laughs> it's still available to you. Must <laughs> and feel it's like not cheating. just like a ha 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 fun little thing you can do now. No, there's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah, it's a good mechanic implemented at a good time that makes sense. And you're like, yeah. ooh. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like the ending, the the whole cutscene, like the Cal's kind of mini monologue to Seer and Seer's monologue back to him. Yeah. Um, and like it also spells out, like I know a lot of the game's thematic approaches, traumatic childhood and all. I mean, that's fucking Star Wars anyway. Yeah. But like a lot of this game has focused on it, and a lot of the previous game did as well. Um, but there is like there was a really interesting element, I think to like the last spoken line or one of the last spoken lines. It was Sia saying like, like, like look after her or something. Yeah. Thematically, right. Carter is the fucking, she's the whole thing, right. She's like, she's, she's the childhood of, of Cal and Merrin. She is the next generation. They want to inspire to be better. Yeah. She is the first person they take in, in their care on Tanalor. Like yeah. she's everything, and she like we didn't even say it earlier. She's a survivor. Yeah. So we, yeah, we just looked it up. The guider uh, through the cow guider through the darkness. Like it's such a it's a it feels like an odd final line, but it, it thematically it like everything I just said it makes perfect sense. And it's yeah yeah it's just that that gut punch of like it's not like a dramatic like she's the key or something. It's not like Carter's no. not going to be a fucking someone you can play as in the next game. I'd imagine, but like she what she represents is yeah broken childhood but hope for the next chance like to me it's like it's 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 a great final line it's one that can be taken in like quite a few different ways and like and one just very heartbreaking way like sia was like working with the hidden path which whole thing is like fucking protecting false sensitives and specifically false sensitive children Mm. and making sure that you know they're hidden and safe from the empire uh, and that sort of stuff and they were they had the fucking high of highs they had a fortress on Jeddah. they were working and going to have this new fucking place Tanalor, where they could build a haven for all these children and all these people who were on the run from the empire they were gonna have just everything they wanted and then it's all down to just save this one child yeah just ensure that this this is all we have left ensure this one child is safe Mm. it's it's, the the protect what you love thing like yeah exactly and like again a dangerous mindset because what (laughs) why did bode get himself in such hot water doing the (laughs) exact same fucking thing yeah um it's like a cautionary tale of what leaning down a path can do to someone yeah um no yeah overall like i said like and this is why kind of my overall thoughts on this game are so conflicted i wasn't necessarily completely in line with the gameplay and like how everything worked and the way the story was told and then I didn't necessarily enjoy so much the first half of the plot, 
but like everything in the back end is just fucking spectacular like it's such yeah. a f- like genuinely first if the game i don't know this for a fact if the game is 20 hours the first seven to ten i felt like oh, i should probably play that game we're doing the podcast on it mm. and then the back the back like fucking 13 to 10 hours i was like you could not get me off of it i was like wanting to do like fucking six hour sessions just playing the game through yeah um so yeah like i don't know i don't know how long this episode is going to come out at like this has this a... will probably be like roughly two hours yeah at, at the moment anyway yeah um, yeah but no yeah that's yeah it's it's good I, I really like the way it wraps up um just one thing kind of we can finish on this um but like in terms of a sequel mm um maybe a finale to the trilogy um do you think Carl's gonna make it out do you think he should make it out uh it's hard to say uh because mm. one of my least favorite things about star wars is their refusal to let go of something yeah like it just in general and i get that like that's not a complaint for everyone um, but like leaving a lot of characters fates open-ended because they might want to make a disney plus show about them in 20 years yeah like a lot of that frustrates me about star wars and i'm very much i like uh like i'm 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 a big fan of something that doesn't fit something with high stakes in star wars but doesn't necessarily live and die on the fucking crux of what obi-wan kenobi is doing yeah like i like that and i like that this is a self-contained universe that still feels very much within line of what we've seen yeah um so i don't know should cal make it like I think it all depends on like where Cal goes after this. And I know that's like a cop out answer, but like Cal is now at a crossroads Mm. and like the choices he makes will determine his fate. If he goes down a darker path, then I think he becomes another cautionary tale, which would be quite powerful and impactful. But also Cal is a good person and Cal has a lot more going for him than like someone like Bode did Yeah, where he has friends that love him and care and he doesn't, live a life of he he lives his life on the run but he has friends and a safe place to put his head down like usually i'm very much like i i never think anyone has to die like mm. there's always something else that can what about explored. hitler nathan no oh, <laughs> nathan <laughs> loves the, hitler confirm what the fuck i'm talking specifically in star wars here <laughs> <laughs> Hitler can die, okay? <laughs> I'll kill him myself. I'll stab him right now. That's fine. Yeah. I've got with his letter knife. <laughs> was that this episode? I don't, think I don't know. I, did, I might have been Still Got Legs. I have no yeah, idea. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to Still Got Legs, you'll understand that. An ep- that was either an epic callback or completely incoherent nonsense. We've recorded quite a bit today. Yeah. <laughs> it's all blurred together. Um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> you you someone were saying how much you love Hitler. Fuck off! No, I wasn't. I'm. I'm not someone who thinks like death is the only option for this character. Like this yeah. is the only way this character's journey can wrap up. Because I'm often I think that's reductive and very limiting. And I think there's so many more different options that can be explored. I don't think that's the case with Cal though. I. I think. I think he's got a. I think I, uh, he he can't be around by the time of the original trilogy. No, because he'd I be involved. Th- yeah, I, he he wouldn't be sitting it out at all. Mm. And I I don't think 
I don't know. I guess you can say like he's, but even but what else is he doing? They I, could do that like rebels ending thing where they go through like no, but the, see, rebels rebels makes more sense to me because we're with rebels. Ezra is fucking, he's out in fucking. Well, I don't want to spoil Ahsoka for you, but he's he's not anywhere near. Okay, he's, he's in fucking, whale space. He's in Wales. <laughs> he's in <laughs> Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely more still got legs. <laughs> he's, no, he's he's with per, he's in Pergletown. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Ezra is like he's not around at the at the time of the original trilogy. But like, there's a fucking real reason for that. He's, he's not just like chilling out with like a fucking glass of blue milk on the side, being like, yeah, you guys have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be over here. <laughs> um, now with ah- Ahsoka was possibly like in the fucking world between worlds and exploring all kinds of fucking weird mysterious shit. We don't know. Um, Cal, I I I don't see like anything that he can be doing other than because he's so committed to this fight. He's so yeah. committed to bringing down the Empire mm. and that sort of thing. I I don't see any way that he would not be involved in that fight, and I don't see any way that we wouldn't know about another Jedi around that time as well. Like Yoda would know about Cal. Overall, uh, great game. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it and then playing it again and then Mm. playing it again. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I would encourage you to explore. Just have some fun. Put on a a podcast, go explore Kobo, meet some fun little characters. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, the, 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 the stuff you said about Bode is interesting to me. Um, yeah. I do want to go to those locations. I can't lie. I will probably put on a YouTube video of Bode locations okay. um, and go to them. It's just, it's not a world I enjoy to be in. Like, like I don't know. It, it's just, it's a lot of fucking desert. It's a lot of grass. It's a lot of tree. See, I like the word Kobo. I, I like Kobo because I like how just aggressively american and southern cowboy yeah. land it is it's just straight like you get there and you immediately meet someone like howdy y'all y'all do what you'll do yeah. around these parts <laughs> it's red dead one in it space is. Yeah. yeah it's great it's a lot of fun you can even get a little horse and like go around on it and stuff. yeah it's great. they always felt like they always felt just marginally faster than cow most of the time i used them it was to use the double jump to get up somewhere yeah, most of the time I used it, it was like to get up a hill, which you can't do without them. Yeah, or, or you to... have to run the long way around, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I. there's elements of the game I do want to explore. There's coolest... I think I. what frustrated me is I didn't realise this as much Do the bounties. As... The bounties is fun. Yeah, that, see, that stuff, that stuff does seem more fun to me. Fun and... characters who show up. Yeah, I know, Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there are, there are like parts of it that I'm like, I wouldn't mind going there and seeing some extra stuff. Yeah. But then I think I didn't realize it would be such a crucial revisiting location throughout the thing. I've like, I stepped foot onto Kobo and I was like, this is not what I like. And then like the game every after like almost every mission, it was like, let's go back to Kobo, and I was like, let's not, please, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> And if you like Kobo, that's great. Mm. I I didn't. It wasn't like every time I had to explore it or like get to somewhere high up and had to go around stuff. I was like, this is too big and I'm too confused. I like Kobo. It's a fun planet. It's fine. I like the story. And I'm very excited that now I've completed the story, I've unlocked the chapters section, which means I can play the back end of the game again. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Play New Game Plus. Do it all. I I might New Game Plus it, to be fair. 
I, I might do it. You can plus you can unlock the party saber, which uh, it changes color with every swing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like one of the things that I'd put on for like half hour ago. That's just fun, and then I'd be like, I'm too unimmersed. You also it, unlock the red saber as well, so you can play it all with. I want to use that scary. big bad boy red saber. <laughs> scary. <laughs> I'm evil. There, there was a part of me for a second that thought Bode had like bled his crystal, and I was like, yeah. "Really? You're dramatic, man." <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank God. Um, <sighs> all right, yeah. Overall, really conflicted on the game. Enjoyed the back end way more than the front end, and like there's certain elements of it that like it's just not the way I enjoy to play a game. But it's still, you're gonna get so much out of it if you like Star Wars. I had a great time with it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Ten out of ten. It's still one of the best Star Wars games ever made. So, yeah, in your face, uh, Star Wars pinball for the Wii U. In your <laughs> I don't face, even know if that's real. In your face, um, <laughs> the original Lego Star Wars. I don't know. In your face, uh, Star Wars pod races for the PS One. In your face, the pilot simulator that I thought was a real good game and then was really bad on the PlayStation Store for free. Uh, Jedi Starfighter? That's the one. Squ- no, Squadron. Oh, Squadrons. Oh, Squadrons is great. I didn't like Squadrons. No, I like Squadrons a lot. Go play Squadrons then. Nathan, we got, I want to get, for- get a PSVR so I can play Squadrons. Way more fun in VR, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially in, like, first-person cockpit. Um, yeah. Because that game's entirely first-person in the cockpit, but, like, if you're in VR, I feel like it'd be a lot more fun. A lot more engaging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nathan, it's time to recommend some stuff to each other. It certainly is, Lawrence. What are you recommending to me? Are you saying that because you... Lawrence, haven't... what are you <laughs> recommending to me? Uh, I have discovered a good... Um, uh, frequently with my wife we enjoy playing games together but we very much don't like the same games parlor games Ooh. charades no no <laughs> video games nathan ah video games i'm keeping in keeping with the episode indeed um so this <sighs> this is a fun game it's a two player i think it's only a two player um mm. and it's called um a, a I don't know if it was for free. I think it was like seven quid on the PlayStation Store or something. It's called Unravel Two, um, and the the two is not to imply that there is an Unravel One. There is not. Yeah. Um, Unravel Two is a fun game where you play as two little threads that come out of this like box and have to like traverse your way through like a a two D scroller type map setup. Okay. If it, it's very weird, but you get to do all sorts of, as a little thread, you get to like hold on to the other thread and like use rope swinging mechanics to like solve puzzles and stuff but it's not it's all traversal puzzles so you can always see the goal and know it's all about creatively getting there and there's no one right way to do certain things you can do a bunch of different ways to get around can i just say yes <laughs> it's, i just look at the clock <laughs> i just know it it's it's currently 20 just gone 23 minutes past midnight we started recording at 8 p.m i know so, <laughs> we've been podcasting for the past fucking four hours i wonder if you listen like when i listen back to this when i edit it like if the energy just dips at any point. i think it will because yeah. my i'm done it my mind is fried now. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let me let me wrap it up. Unravel two, good fun game to play, good two player co op experience. Um, just a fun put a podcast on or turn your brain off and do some traversing. It's quite quite a good fun time. Nice. Nathan, what are you recommending? Nice. I am gonna recommend a uh, a little YouTube, um, kind of a, a series, kind of a show. Not really. You know how like people like shit reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I don't I, I struggle with reality TV. Really, it's it's just not necessarily for me. Um, but I still like sometimes just want to watch like shit TV, just okay, like something, right, yeah. just like it's not you know just high end brain itch. Yeah, it's not like high concept drama or really engaging storytelling. Just something that's just shit. And on it, just to keep me entertained for just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So what I've been watching on YouTube recently, it's a channel called Insider Food, um. And you'll have probably seen this pop up, but it's um, it's a series that they have called Food Wars, and it's basically like an American guy and then a British guy, and they just like compare like McDonald's in the US and the UK. <laughs> And five guys in the US and the UK okay. and this sort of stuff. And it's shit, but it's good. And I like it. <laughs> it's, it's great. They're just like, there's one guy, he's just in a studio in the UK. And then there's just one guy in a studio in the US. And they're just like, all right, so the McDonald's uh, we have uh, in the UK, we have uh, our drinks are available in a small, medium, and large. And this the small is 250 milliliters. The medium <laughs> is 350 milliliters. Oh, so they're, the not, they're is... not even like two guys that are like, wow, this is great. They're just like, this, no, is, they're like this is the measurements. They're, uh, they're like, oh, well, they're having fun. they got like fun personalities and oh, stuff. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're having fun with it. Um, and it's it's fun to like see the differences and that type of stuff. But then what they've been doing recently as well is they've... Um, they the two guys have actually met up like they they've traveled back and forth to london and new york and stuff and they did like a series there like the british guy will introduce the american guy to like the best fish and chips restaurants in london like the best burger restaurants in london and stuff oh, okay. and then vice versa the the american guy will, like best uh, pizza places in new york best like uh philly cheesesteak places in philly and that sort of stuff and it's good they have a cool friendship it's very fun to see the nice guys harry and joe it's uh, it's quite cute and like I say, it's just shit fucking reality TV for me, basically. Fair so, enough. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's Not a recommendation I was expecting, <laughs> yeah. but one that I think I might appreciate. Full um, of surprises. Indeed. Um, lovely stuff. <clears throat> right, well, much like you and this game for the third go-round in, like, 12-hour completion time, allow me to speed run this outro. <laughs> okay. It's a long about way of getting there, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it really was. If you have enjoyed listening to this, new episodes of this show go out every single Friday at 10 a.m., more often than not, uh, just in the morning, to be honest. Not sure if we're officially changing that, but it'll be there Friday morning at some point. Maybe sometimes early, more often late, later than 10. They come out every Friday. Yep, that's probably the blanket way of just saying that now. Uh, <laughs> enjoy! Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, if you have enjoyed them, you can give us a little follow. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. But you may as well just follow us on Twitter. That's the only place we actually post. Uh, we are at Another Happy Pod. Uh, you can interact with us. You can let us know what you want to hear us do episodes on. Or you can just get a little post reminder when new episodes go out so you never miss a fun fucking conversation. Um, also, you can give this show a little review. You can give it a five-star review. Uh, you can actually give it less. We'd rather you didn't. 
uh, and Nathan will get upset and I will have to then comfort him. Uh, and that is something that would not be fun for anyone involved. You know, you've, you you can go about your day. You've given a one star review. I hope you feel good about yourself. That's not appreciated. So please stay on the fun side and give us a five star review. Next week, we are going to be doing this. Wowie, what a fun fucking time. Uh, I'm so tired at this point. I just need this podcast to end. Uh, catch you next week, party people. Later, player. Bye. I played two sounds at once then. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I played the Still Got Legs and another happy part at the same time. Oh, no. It went like this. Listen. The conversions. <laughs> The remix. It's the <laughs> remix. We're gonna do another happy pod. Happy pod. Another happy pod is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Can you imagine? Lawrence, you're a cunt. <laughs> and then Lawrence tells one of his classic jokes. And then, <laughs> wait, um, and then Lawrence does anything. Oh, wait, no. And then Lawrence does anything. And then Lawrence talks. I'm still recording, so all this can stay in. <laughs> Just after the fee. Just a little sizzle at the end. Just a little bit of fun. It's just me and the listener now. Hey, how you doing? Look, don't don't be so hard on yourself, okay? You can you can get through this. Right? There's nothing stopping you from achieving what you need to achieve in your life, whatever that may be. And look, some people they're gonna try to get in your way. They're gonna try to stop you, and they're gonna try to tear you down. But you just have to fucking say no. You just have to fucking <laughs> keep going and push through and grind. This is a bonus, okay? This is, um, I, I know you're, you, I'm just talking to myself at this point. Um, all right, I should wrap this up. Anyway, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.